Welcome to Series 2, Women on the Move, Behind Closed Doors podcast series. I'm Donnie Walford, the founder and managing director of Behind Closed Doors. In today's episode, we are speaking with Gabrielle Dolan, and she can tell you a story or two. In fact, it's when she was working in a senior leadership role at NAB that she realised the power of storytelling in effective business communication. And since then, she has found her calling as a global thought leader on authentic leadership and business storytelling. Gabrielle, welcome to the second series of Behind Closed Doors podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be talking to you, Donnie. Always love a good chat with you. And Gabrielle, congratulations on your recent book, Magnetic Stories. I've just read over the weekend all of the testimonials. Oh my God, there's an impressive list. I can't wait to read the book. Yeah, I know. I, look, I must admit I was pretty humbled. I went out to you know, quite a few people from uh, around the world, I guess. And when the testimonials came back, I was pretty stoked, I must admit, because um, whenever you write a book, it's really not until you put it out there that you actually have any idea whether it's hitting the mark or not. But when they came back, I, I was blown away. And, uh, you yeah, know, right. you, you'd sort of hope you get better at this caper of writing books. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're building more stories all the time of, in your own career as yeah, well. Yeah, and I think, I think what makes this a really good read is it's not just my stories or my, you know, IP, but it's, it's so many stories from all these uh, people and companies that I interviewed around the world. Um, you know, there's there's a great case study from a, a restaurant in Colombia in Florida that are just doing amazing things with stories and just all these um, companies that are doing amazing stuff with stories that uh, I hope inspires others to do the same. One of the things that was in the testimony was said, you bring the heart and the mind together. And another one was about you demystifying what storytelling is all about. So do you want to talk to our listeners about that? Yeah, look, after my last book, I thought, you know, I think I've written enough on storytelling. You know, there's only so much you can write. But what I started to notice is storytelling is becoming really, really popular at the moment. Uh, I've been doing this for over 15 years and it certainly wasn't, you know, popular for business to talk about stories way back then. Um, And I noticed people talking about brand storytelling and I sort of saw people completely missed opportunities with brand storytelling. So to me, brand storytelling is when you clearly define what you want your brand to be. And I'm not talking about, you know, your logo or your tagline, but it is about your culture, your values, your purpose, your vision. You've clearly got that defined and you strategically go around about how you find these stories and how you communicate them and and almost like just doing that on an ongoing basis. So um, that's what I hope the book does. I hope the book teaches people what brand storytelling is, the power of brand story, and through all the case studies inspires them to actually implement it themselves. So how can we create and share stories that people will remember? Yeah, look, it is um, sort of deliberately trying to find those stories that can create a magnetic connection. I'll give you an example. I was a bit of a tomboy growing up. Like, so I was, I was into riding skateboards, BMX bikes, playing cricket and footy, playing playing cricket cricket and footy with my brothers and cousins. And 
And so I was never into dolls. I was never really, not (laughs) never into dolls, never into dolls. And when the whole Barbie thing of Barbie's not good for girls, it's, you know, body shaming and all this stuff, I gladly went along with that story. Um, I've got two daughters and I refused to buy them a Barbie. And I think I even told everyone else that they're not allowed to have Barbies. A few, probably about a year ago now, I heard the backstory to Barbie and it was the wife of the Mattel CEO, Ruth Handler, she noticed that when her two children were playing with their respective dolls, so Barbara and Ken, and yes, Ken and Barbie are named after her children, that Ken's dolls, were they, they were future playing. So Ken had dolls of, you know, astronauts and Barbie's dolls were all about caregivers. So she pitched um, the Barbie doll that we saw and they didn't want to do it, but she persisted. And when I read her quote that she sort of said about to her, Barbie was always about girls having choices and seeing what they could become. And when I heard that story, it completely changed my opinion of Barbie and the brand. And to me, that's what a magnetic story does. It's like it instantly, I instantly connected with it. I will remember it. I will retell it. And that's what your company's got to find those stories and then share them. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, you keep saying about we have to or companies have to find the stories. So you've just given a really good example of that. So how can we strengthen our presence online through storytelling? Obviously through COVID, more more and more people are going online using video technology. How can we better do that? Yeah, look, so I, I love social media and I think social media and storytelling sort of lends themselves perfectly. So how do you just write a story and put it on LinkedIn or Facebook um, or record? It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's not only just stories of perhaps why your company started, but it's stories of your customers, stories of your employees. I know when COVID hit, there was a couple of great examples of companies sharing stories about what their employees doing. I remember I came across one from the Marriott Hotel and the CEO had written, you know, a newsletter that clearly went out all to his um, employees, but then it went out on social media as well. And he was talking about that, you know, when there was a couple of their hotels that had to immediately close down um, in France and they donated all the food and everything they could to a local um, charity for children that was supporting children. So, those stories are really powerful. They, they just even spoke about what some of their employees were doing in the community to help out their own community, nothing to do with companies. So it's sharing those stories. One of the other, um, one of the other case studies I love in the book that I spoke about is one of the oldest restaurants in Florida. And they actively use social media, but share it about their customers. So there's a lovely story I read that a couple come to their restaurant every single Valentine's Day and sit at the same table. And they've been doing it, I think it was like 60 years. And so just sharing beautiful stories like that with their customers, what social media does, then it allows other customers to share their story about, oh, yes, we've been going there for 12 years on our anniversary and all this type of thing. Oh, that's... That's really lovely, Gabrielle. I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking of my own stories that, um, that, that I've been telling in Behind Closed Doors for the past 12 years. And, um, and I think that's why 
I, I never find it hard to find stories because they're either my stories that I can relate or they're stories of my clients. And I think, Donnie, that's the, I think that's what I hope the book does. It helps people go, oh, I've got a similar story like that. I think a lot of people go, well, no one would be interested in that. But it's, it's seriously, it's the only thing we're interested in. We're, we're humans. We love stories. We're, it's in our DNA to tell stories and listen to stories. It's not in our DNA to listen to bullet points and PowerPoint exactly. presentations. Exactly. So why do you think it took businesses, companies, organisations of any sort, even government, why do you think it took them so long to realise that everyone loves a story and it never used to be part of the n- narrative? Yeah, it's, it, and it's taken a while. Like, seriously, when I started doing this 16 years ago, I would still have people going, oh, storytelling, yeah, right, like, like, yeah. and so there's this perception that it's all so airy fairy, you know, once upon a time, that it's, that it's too emotional. That, I think that's what it, it was like. Uh, it's emotional. And so, you know. And keep emotion out of business. And we keep emotion. You know, you and I have been around. How many times have we heard, well, you know, don't, don't take it personal. It's business. Or, I, I, I still hear it. Yeah. And the reason, a lot, lot around females too. Yeah. The reason why she's not ready for a promotion is because she's too emotional. Yeah. Yeah, so this this negative connotation about emotion is bad. Now, obviously, way too emotion, emotional is not good. So I think what's changing now is people are realising that emotion is powerful. And it, it, any, anyone in traditional sales roles will tell you people buy on emotion and we justify and rationalise everything with logic. And it's exactly the same in business. I think why most change efforts fail in business is because they're just trying to do it all through logic and they think that's credibility. People still think if I have all the facts and figures, it's credible. You can't argue with facts, which I mean, my goodness me, of course you can. Like, you know, if anyone has teenage children, you can argue with facts a lot. I mean, we we even have a whole saying of alternate facts now. Like facts does not mean you can't argue with credibility. So a story can tap into emotion and emotion doesn't have to be overly emotional but it's emotion and we are emotional beings and that that's what people connect with that's what people remember that's what people understand so if it helps people understand your message and connect with it in in a strong way any business would be mad to neglect storytelling so leaving out the emotion in storytelling would be one of the most common mistakes that companies make in their storytelling then? A lot of the time they're calling something a story that's not a story. So, you know, at the start of this I said they'd go, our story, and I'd look at it and go, that's not a story. So, for example, a timeline of their company. So you see that on websites, our story, and you go in and have a look and it's a timeline of the company, which It's fine. Yeah. I, I'm not. I, I'm not against timelines. Just call it a timeline. It's not a story, and it's the reason it's not a story is because there's nothing engaging in there. There's no emotion. So you've got to tap into you know the person. It's it's sort of why case studies are not stories. They're logical information that provide really great information, but they're case studies. So um, in in the book, I've deliberately I've made up a word and I've called it case stories because. I didn't want to write case studies with all the logical stuff. And if you bring in some stories, you can bring in emotion. It sort of flips over to more case stories than case studies. So what tips would you give those wanting to make their employees and customers the greatest advocates for their business? 
It comes down to almost in a five-step approach. The first is defining your brand. So being very, very clear on what your values are, what your purpose are, what your vision is. Most companies do that. The mistake they make is communicate that through bullet points or they stick it up, you know, the, the values on the wall. I think you really have to educate your employees on the power of stories. So if you've got leaders that these are the ones that are going out speaking to internally to their employees, or if you've got people speaking to clients or customers or doing presentations, you've got to teach them how to tell stories better. So I, you know, and I might be a little bit biased here because sort of that's what I do, but there is a very big difference between sharing stories, you know, with our friends and sharing stories in a professional setting. And you've got to do it right. And if you're asking your people to share stories and then not teaching them how to do it properly, you are absolutely setting them up for failure. So, and I think it's quite irresponsible. So I think we've got to do that. And and even if it's just educating um, our employees on the power of brand storytelling, so the things they can say to customers, but most importantly, Donnie, the things they can do that generate stories. So this is like living our values. You almost start this cyclic process of how you collect them, how you communicate them and how you create them. Are all all of these tips on the how in your book Magnetic Stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. there's a whole awesome. there's a whole section. It's it's almost like in several parts and one of one of the parts is how to actually implement. And you could be a startup and this is um, still powerful. You could just be an individual. The concepts in the book cross over all those spectrums in business. Brand storytelling is not just for the marketing. I, you, you talked before about a, a common mistake. One of the mistakes companies make is they, go, they think brand storytelling is the marketing department's job. It's not. It's yes, they can drive it. Yes, they can lead it. But it's everyone's responsibility. Yeah. Absolutely. So with with the ever changing world we live in, in in business and we've got many people now moving through organizations faster than they used to like i remember my father um having a career in one place the whole 40 45 years whatever um and and now we don't see that i mean people move every five to seven years basically um so so what happens to the story if we're moving people through organizations how do you recommend the, the story gets passed on yeah it's, it's actually a really good question so you, you don't want to lose your corporate memory and this is the power of a magnetic story if it if there's one story that people really understand and connect with it anyone could be sharing it so again part of the induction program is important um but yeah like you know capture it capture it in word capture it on video you know some companies do really fancy slick little videos but you don't have to do that some some companies even produce books but again that's taking it to the next level but your your comment around people moving through organizations on a much faster basis it's almost like how do you get them so if if you're getting new employees all the time how do you get them straight away living and breathing the culture like you don't want to you don't want to take 4 years for someone to understand the culture when they're only sort of around for 5 so stories do that and especially now in in covid we have got people that are working for us that we haven't met. So I, I, I had a meeting with a client yesterday and he said their team has grown. And he said he's got a team of 26 people from around the country that they've had to increase. He goes, I haven't even met half of them yet because of COVID. So again, if, if you're not even meeting your employees and it's all done virtually, 
you need to find a really powerful way to connect with them and engage them straight away. And again, stories can do that. Yeah, no, all wonderful tips. And Gabrielle, I cannot wait to read your book. And I'm particularly looking forward to reading page 81 about your shoe story. Because <laughs> that was one of your testimonials. And I thought, I, I love shoes. If she loves shoes, I need to, I'm going to go to page 81 and then I'll start from page one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I've, I can't write a book these days without mentioning my shoes, but I love the fact you sound like you've almost memorised all those testimonials. But I am. It um it hits it hits bookstores first of March. So oh um, right, all right. So well, hopefully we see it plastered all over social media to remind people as well. Gabrielle, thank you so much uh, for for being our podcast guest. We're very honoured. Thanks, Donnie. Always lovely to chat with you. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Move podcast brought to you by Behind Closed Doors. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. To find out more about leadership and professional development for you, visit BehindCloseDoors.com where you can find the full range of memberships and coaching and mentoring options available. This is a Narrative Network podcast.